It's Todd coming to you from the Verona Sports and Spiritual Library here in Verona, Wisconsin. And guess what? I'm going to do another thing on the Badgers. And I'm going to do it from the offensive line. And I'm going to go through the history of the offensive line, too, and talk about that. Um, I think I'll do that first, and then I'll go through the uh, offensive line for the Badgers. Well, here's what I'm thinking is that I think their offensive line is going to be one of the best they've ever had by far and away. And I'll go through those guys later, but I want to get through these. Uh, I want to go through their first-round picks here for the offensive line and... Um, So, what we have is, of course, I'm so far away from it. But anyways, all right, now I'm ready. I just remember is, uh, you know, the, the Badgers had... Two excellent centers. They weren't first-round picks, I don't think. Mike Webster, Hall of Famer. Ken Bowman helped complete that block with Jerry Kramer on the ice bowl. They have Bart Starr's there going for a touchdown. This is what's... Uh, their, 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 their ability to keep turning out offensive linemen is, an, is a factory for offensive linemen. And I believe it's probably one of the best in the NFL history. And, you know, and, and it's been fun to watch. So, you know, and the thing is, is that Alan Amici won the Heisman Trophy. One of Gary, one of uh, his excellent blockers that was Gary Messner. And what happened was he was all he was all conference his senior year. And I, I refer to this story a lot because I was I met him and uh nice guy but I felt so bad for him because he was laid on his walker and he was all hunched over with it, you know, and you could see what happened. You could see it been bringing, taking a helmet and smashing it into the nose guard. And that's why his neck was so screwed up. And, you know, and I just, I remember that so well because I just remember the, uh, the CTE stuff and all that. You know, and I feel so bad for him. I felt so bad for him. He had a good life. You know, he passed a couple of years back. But... You know, it's just, it's one of those things that, you know, sometimes you, sometimes you sacrifice a lot to play, to play football, and just college football. High school football, you sacrifice a lot, too. Torn knee ligaments, um, you know, neck screwed up like Gary's was. And that's one thing, that's what I saw. And, but, uh, 
I know they went to the Rose Bowl in 50, I want to say 55. But uh, anyways, it's all on YouTube. You guys can go look it up. But I'm going to get on with this a little bit more. I'm going to get deeper into these first round picks. And, uh, all right, now I got it. <laughs> all right, 1976, Dennis Lick. He was an offensive tackle, and I don't know why this thing, listen to my halfback, left end and right end. I have no idea why. He was an uh, offensive tackle, and, uh, Walked for uh, his high school, his high school buddy, and that would have been uh, Bill and Merrick, and they're from St. Rita in Chicago, I do believe. But uh, I'm not, I'm not looking this up. I'm just going off. You guys can look it up, but I'm just going off my head. And sometimes that's scary. But I'm going to do it anyways. But uh, yeah, he was. He ended up having a really good pro career with the Bears, and guess who we got to block for? Uh, Walter Payton. And he was on the uh, he was on that line with uh, Noah Jackson, Reby Sorry, um, Dennis Lick was on that line, obviously, because I just said it. And the thing was, is that when he. Uh, Billy Merrick should have made the Bears. But they said he couldn't see the line of scrimmage because he was too short. <laughs> Good God, people. That guy, that guy's all put off the pasture in a heartbeat because, you know, neither could Barry Sanders, neither could uh, Emma Smith. It's unbelievable. The stuff these guys come up with, the scouts. And it's, it's a, just a shame they, they brand somebody like that. And, you know... If he could see over the line of scrimmage at Wisconsin, he could see over the line of scrimmage at the Bears. You know, obviously he's taking taking that up a few levels, but... So, what we have is, we have uh, Ray Snell, too. And... Ray Snell was uh, was a definite stud. You know, he's round one, picks in round one, pick number 22, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wait, I'm, I'm skipping somebody totally, and I want to go back on this. I want to go back to Mike Webster. Sorry about that. Webster was, uh, was a Hall of Famer, and you talk about somebody who sacrificed. He sacrificed his life, his latter life. For being a Hall of Famer in the NFL, I, you know it's just a shame how he died, and it's just a shame I ain't gonna go into it. But it's a shame what happened, and you know, and there's I've heard a lot about him, and it's just you know, it's just it, it's it's unfortunate. This is the stuff that we we see about football that we don't like. You know, it's the brutality of the game. It's the violence of the game. You know? But, uh, anyways. Ray Snell, 1980. First round pick. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Offensive line. And he did a great job. He, he 
When he was blocking for a lot was uh, Ira Matthews and uh, Dave Mohaff and uh, Chucky Davis, guys like that. But he was giving them a nice hole, that's for sure, because he was he did a hell of a job. And then we had Richard Johnson. Oops, he was a cornerback, sorry. Nineteen eighty eight, Paul Gruber. You know, unfortunately he was on some teams with like some some teams that weren't very good. But uh reality was was that the Buccaneers had some real doormat teams back then. You know, in the late eighties, early nineties. But what happened was he was just he was one of the best players by far and away. And uh unfortunately, you know, his picking pick number four. And the guy was the guy was Joe Thomas. Unfortunately, he played on some bad teams at Wisconsin too. You know, they were supposed to have a really good team in nineteen eighty six. And they were, I think they were like three and nine or something. I don't know, but this guy, you know, it's being on teams that are that drag you through a uh, rough area of uh, of trust traditional teams. You know, he's coming all he's coming all the he was in the eighties in nineteen eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight, no eighty eighty seven. Cause he, he was the first round pick in 88. So it would have been uh, 85 and 86 and 87. Well, there were some pretty so-so teams, but uh, he just, he's, he's the type of guy that he was, he's just, you could build your free, you could build a front, you could build an offensive line around him or even an offense around him because he was that good. Troy Vincent, too, is a, uh, I'm just going to say, he was from 1992. He's the seventh pick. He's a number seven overall to the Dolphins, so. I'm speaking before I look, so I'm not thinking. And an offensive line is what I want to talk about. All right. Now, here's one of the uh, guys that was just a stallion at UW. Aaron Gibson, great coaches. He had coaches, great coaches, great coaches. Bob Bostad, I believe, was one of them. And, uh, you know, Elvis was a head coach back then. And Gibson, Gibson was just a huge body. I remember, one of the games I remember, and uh, he was just starting to come along. He was starting to, he was just starting to, Fit his own shoes and uh, become the type of become the type of blocker that he was type of blocker that would uh, maul people. So I remember them being down in, in uh, Illinois, and I believe it was probably about ninety six, nineteen ninety six at Illinois. They put him in the jumbo package. He just destroyed people. I remember that, you know, and uh, 
I remember Elbert being so excited about it, too. Well, he should have been. You know, the type of offense they were running back then, and it was the, uh, it was one of the better, one of the best moves that Elbert has made. He's a good recruit, but they groomed him right. They raised him right. And, um, you know, he he ended up paving the, paving the road for uh, Ron Dane. And, and then uh, 2000, Chris McIntosh, he was the first-round pick of the Seattle Seahawks. And now... He is one of the hot, hot athletic directors at the University of Wisconsin in the Big Ten. And that Luke Fickle move that he made, we all know about. Oh yeah, I believe that's going to be the. I believe that's going uh, to be the. That's going to be that's going to push him right into the national spotlight by going to those big championship games, and. You know, McIntosh was a hell of a player with the Badgers, too. And he was consistent, and he was a uh, scrapper. He was tough. The best guy in the offensive line ever, 2007, Joe Thomas. He was picked by the uh, Browns. Hall of Famer. You know, once again... I just remember a couple times. They ran a screen pass, I remember. And and before the guy even got the screen onto the running back, he was out there making a block. Actually, it was on a bubble screen, so they're throwing it to the uh, wide receiver really quick, and they had him run and hit the and hit the first guy that he saw. That was you know, and what's what's so amazing about that is. That's where the other wide receiver used to come in and made the block because they can't get anybody over there that fast. Well, Thomas was over there lightning quick. You know, and, and I'm glad that they, uh, I'm glad that they put him in the Hall of Fame. I'm glad that he was, you know, playing for Cleveland because that's just, that's the type of thing where, uh, you know, and he was from, uh, he was from, I believe he was from Delafield, or, but anyways, not Delvin. He was over in Waukesha. Anyways. I guess, see, I'm not looking at this stuff up, but uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to go through this for me to realize what they had. You know, it's like no, looking at Notre Dame. The history. You know, and, and nobody ever... Not, people talk about it and people bring it up, but... I mean, this is this is a beautiful tradition they have. Um, you know, and it's, they, have, they have J.J. Watt, you know, and uh, and his brother T.J. Watt, and yeah, it's amazing what they got, what they have, and how they built it. Um, so in 2011, Gabe Karimi. This is kind of one of these things where I, he just got sick and tired of playing football. And I, he gave him that, you know. He just got sick and tired of playing football. Did not want to hurt himself anymore. 
And you guys, I respect that. I totally respect that. You know, you just look at Mike Webster. You look at all these guys that have had troubles in the past because of their uh, of their play in college. You know, just college is the same as the NFL. You get there, bang your head, and stuff like that. It's just because it's not in the NFL that you you don't get the concussions. No, 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 no. Some people over. Some people think that, and it's just like it's goofy. But anyways. God, God knows we say bust them, but uh, 2012 Kevin Zeitler, he had a really good career too. You know, he's with the he he was with the Bengals and the Giants, and he uh, he did some serious damage when he was with Wisconsin, and you know, and then we go on to uh, 2013 to the Cowboys. Travis Frederick. I always liked those guys back then because, you know, they started growing their beards out and all the offensive linemen had the big my big beards. I remember being at uh, Fan Day and seeing that. Usually I don't like that stuff, but I uh, I know one thing. This guy was amazing. He was an amazing center. He, he could move all over the offensive line. He was very versatile. Um, so he was, he's been one of the better, he's one of the best offensive linemen they've ever had up there. And then they get to, then they had a, uh, make him a first round pick, he only placed for one year, Ryan Ramchek. And yeah, I believe he was at UW Stevens Point. And, uh, he had been up there and used his, uh, you only had one year of one year left when you got down here, and he was fabulous. He had a really good year. You know, Saints took him in 2017 in the first round. You know, he's still playing offensive. He's just a great player. Some of the ones that I remember, though, too, is there's more than that. To it than that, and it's uh, well. Let me. I'll just go on to the uh, to the guys that are there now, and so like what's going on is that yeah, there's they they have a deep offensive line. We have seven offensive linemen who could be regular contributors for the Badgers this season. You know, and what I'm reading is too is that they've got one of the best offensive line coaches in Jack Bicknell Jr. that we haven't seen that we haven't seen yet to uh, to witness his, uh, his work. And I believe that, you know, that the offensive line that uh, Joel Rudolph was able to turn out here, you know, to develop, to develop that, uh, that mesh, you know, and 
Jack Nelson is probably going to be All American this year for a stream because the guy's the guy is going to be a uh, he's got he's got what it takes the pedigree what it takes to be incredible. Um, like I say, he's going to be first. He'll be first team. And the guy is a hustler and a scrapper. Trevor, or I'm sorry, Tra Tanner Bortolini. He was a, uh, his brother's playing for him too. He's playing a playing Swiss Army knife, I believe, is what he'll be doing. But um, the, uh, the stuff that really worked out for him was when they got uh, Jake Renfro to play center. He'll probably be All-American this year too. Um, one of the guys that came back after a uh, being out for a long time. We, or I'm sorry, he was being he had about six years now. I think he's in about six years. Michael Furtney, and he's. I think he's just going to be a. Uh, I believe he'll be it. If he if he starts, I'd be surprised. But it'll be nice to have some strength there with him because he's he can play. He can fill in anywhere. And, uh, you know, and the guy that, the guy that just mauls people is writing his name, Riley Mallman. I and I'm thinking about him and I'm thinking about how, how the right tackle position is so critical to a, uh, to a passing game. But the thing is, too, is he's going to be, all these guys are going to be spaced out. So they're going to be really responsible for the gaps, and you know you, it takes a good offensive line to at least give the offensive offense a ch chance to go and to do some and to achieve. If you don't have blocking at the line of scrimmage, you don't have anything. But I see maybe I could see maybe one All Big Ten. Two all big tens, three all big tens. I could see five off, five, five all big tens here, and I could see uh, three all Americans at least. And the all Americans are going to be, I believe, they're going to be uh, Jack Nelson, Jake Renfro, Bortolini, maybe. Him or Mullen. But I like uh, Trey Wedding too, has been uh, has been on the offensive line, has a lot of experience. And Joe Huber, they're saying it's supposed to be a hell of a player. So we'll see. He might be, if he gets in there too, and if he starts, he might be all Big Ten. But this, the Jack Bicknell is coming from a, a pedigree of his father was a coach at uh, Boston College. And he's one of my favorites, too, because, you know, I think, Pick, yeah, Pick Nell played center on that team. But uh, that's the thing that I like is the fact that he comes from a great pedigree. You know, and, and Jack Pick was the guy that was, had the, had Duck Flutie playing quarterback. And uh, if you get a chance, one of my all-time favorite games is this Miami and uh, B. Boston College game when down in the uh, swamp of uh, of Miami University and you know as when uh, 
Doug Flutie threw that long pass to Gerard Phelan to uh, to Kappa, you know, to win the game. It's one of the best games, the best college games ever that I've ever seen. So, what Bicknell's saying is that, you know, he's saying that he can play seven or eight linemen per game. He did it at Ole Miss. Seven players logged at least 155 snaps. Six of them had 475 or more. He said when he was at Ole Miss, he says this Greg Little came off one series a game. For whatever reason, he always struggled early in the game. He was a top-round pick draft pick in the second round of 2019. You know, but he said someone could come in for him. I, you know, he had a right tackle who would rotate every series or every two series. So be smart to pick up on that stuff and to know how he operates the best, you know, instead of just getting egotistical and just leaving them out there, you know. He had a certain he had a certain system that made him better. This guy is not Greg Little then. So you know, it's it's when you have he says when you have seven or eight guys that way you're not looking at guys in the fourth quarter just beat the holy heck. You can, re- you can replace that with whatever you want to replace it with. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I uh, got to say, I like this guy's pedigree. And I believe, yeah, Jack McNeil was at Louisiana Tech for a while, too, the coach. And he had... He has some good players down there, too. So the starting line looks when camp begins. Well, the camp began on Wednesday, so this is a week old or so. You know, Renfro is, I see Renfro's out for a little bit today, but he was, he's, they say he's pretty close to going full tilt. And uh, he said that Wedding and Wedding and Huber got reps with the first team at left guard. Yeah, this this line is going to be stellar. Um, Joe Rudolph, who is now in Notre Dame. They say after one year at Virginia Tech, it's a big proponent of cross training. Now, I highly doubt if any of these guys was a cross dresser. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just came to my mind. But yeah, he, what they mean is cross training is getting these guys in different positions and moving them around. You know, on the offensive line, and I believe in that too, because you know, if, you know what's good about that too. If you got somebody like, you know, kid at Ohio State, that was absolutely stellar. Um, Bosa, both Bosas. You know, you can sit there and move, move your best blocker out on him. That way you don't have any weakness. 
because, but anyways, there's that guy from the Redskins too, and it was just incredible. For some reason, I've had too many, too many head injuries, too many concussions. It's not from playing football either. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's good to be able to take your best guy and move him over to the other spot where this guy's going to be rushing from. And that's, that's the thing that I see. And then, you know, it, it's all about matchups. That's what football's about. There's no, you don't need to be set in your ways. And I've seen it one, I've seen it too many times at Wisconsin. So, you know, and there's a guy, a certain guy down in Illinois too that I don't know. Some people think he's a great coach. I personally think he might be a bust. And Jimmy Leonard's probably going to take over that program. That's the only reason he's there for. That's the only reason he went down there. Because he knew he knew Beal was going to fail, and he failed them last year. But, you know, God for sakes, I'm making a prediction that doesn't hold a hell of a lot of water. And, uh... So yeah, that's what uh, that's what I'm seeing. You know, He's... they said that Huber will be one of the most intriguing players to watch, as he could end up being UW's starting right guard. A six foot five, three hundred eight pounder started all thirteen games for Cincinnati last season at right tackle, posted a. 71.5 pass blocking grade and an 83.7 run blocking grade. He got reps at both guard spots and center during Prince Spring Camp. This is great. Somebody that talented like that. And Trey Wedding, Trey Wedding was pretty good last year, too. And uh, he could steal that spot. He made 10 starts. He's taken 10 starts last year, and he's got to come back and battle his battle his butt off just to get on, he's going to have to do it just to get on the field. There's a 75 run blocking blocking grade and a 71.5 pass blocking grade. I like the stats that they have now. now people get a, people don't like them but reality is, is that it's nice to see. Um, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm getting this article from, uh, WisconsinRivals.com So I'm not just coming up with this stuff on my own. Some of it I am. But, you know, the people, the people that know me understand me that that is the uh, that is how I roll. Instead of having a bunch of, instead of having having kids and having a wife and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm married to football and basketball and baseball, so Oh, well. Can't all have it. Anyways, if nobody else has told you they love you today, I do. And I hope you got something positive out of this uh, preview for the Badgers in 2023. And uh, watch out. They're going to be tough. Thanks.
Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking it out.